Hey, so we back, we live, we direct episode 57 of the cottage. You boys, Ryan and Gordo. <laughs> Let's go. Hey, and we gonna be uh we sitting down with a very special guest. Now I know your uh your Twitter handle is drawing the wind, but what yeah. do you normally go by? Just draw or um I mean my full name is Alejandro. Um so growing up, like my friends and family call me Ale. So yeah, that's yeah. what I'm used to being called. But the last couple of years, I just had a couple of homies start calling me Dro, and that just kind of like grew into life of its own. So, you know, whatever I always tell people, whatever they want to call, whatever floats their boat, I'm cool with it. And I guess how would you? Uh, well, actually, before before I keep asking questions, tell the people a little bit about yourself. Oh, for sure. So I use Lisa for my Angel Hernandez. Um, I, the thing I've been just going with lately when people ask me, you know, about myself is that I'm a storyteller. Uh, I grew up just like always writing, um, but I've also like during college, I went to DePaul University. I did a, had a radio show, fell in love with broadcasting. And, um, and yeah, I just like to use my platform to uh, help other, lift up other people's voices. So I appreciate y'all for, me to, to do that with you oh that's oh, what we found man sure. welcome to the card man glad to have you yes sir yes sir now you know you you mentioned a lot you mentioned a lot so of course you know multi-hyphenate but uh what are you focused on right now right now i say writing um i've always been a writer uh like i, I was in the high school newspaper since like freshman year became like the editor my senior year in college, I started writing for blogs um, and type shit. And like, I even wrote like little poetry here and there. Um, but after I graduated college, I needed, I, I had like a writer's block moment, right? Um, I was just very, it was hard for me to, I was just a lot of shit going on. It was 2020, right? The whole pandemic shit happened. And, you know, there was a lot going on. And I was like, I just don't have the inspiration to write. I just like, I needed to take a break from it. So I started dabbling podcasting. Um, and it was funny because like a lot of people started to like recognize me for that. So like people been telling me like they forgot I write or or like not that and I, I ain't say it's not they forgot I write, but like they're like, oh, I didn't know you wrote, bro. Like this is cool as hell. And it's like, <laughs> even when I was taking a break from writing, I still like I still had like published a few pieces here and there. Um, it, I just wasn't at the same frequency for it. Um, so it's like, damn, do I like, do I gotta like remind people <laughs> like right, what right. I, what it is that I do? So I feel like that's kind of like the energy I've been having lately was like, I, I gotta remind people that like, this is my bread and butter is writing. Okay. Um, so I started my own newsletter at the very end of 2021. I just decided to like my first newsletter is just gonna be, you know, favorite albums list, keep it basic, keep it generic. Um, and then since then, uh, I've only published two other pieces. I published like kind of like a, an essay, think piece, whatever you want to call it, about my experience going to the Donda. And I definitely uh, wanted shit. to talk okay. about it. Okay. Yeah. 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 And, like, and like, I mean, we'll talk about it later. So I'll, I'll just move on. And then the most recent piece I got that I'm like, 
kind of like piece. okay yeah man i'm like i feel like i could retire <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i feel like but i yeah. wrote i just wrote like a little essay on king louis and like he showed love to it co-signed me so i was like man i so, that, so that's like people are starting to like recognize again that like i'm a writer writer that you yeah. know this isn't just like some little hobby like and i don't know we'll talk about it later yeah Girl, hey bad. so how that King, how that King Louis story come about? Uh, cause, cause I kind of want to know, like, so are you writing just for yourself on your own website? Because when I saw the King Louis piece that, uh, I think I first saw it on your story, just on Instagram, but I saw that he had reposted it himself. So kind of, I guess, explain that, like, how, where's your writing, like house and things like that. What's the plan? Yeah. Free agent. So- yeah, that's yeah. what it seemed like that's what i'm trying free, to get to the bottom of you know? yeah. independent independent agent. writer how do you how do you how you know how are you just uh you know in free agency but you got the attention of the people you're writing about you know how'd you get there Ooh, that's an excellent question <laughs> i never really thought about it like that um dang um i so i've always written before like my whole life kind of like so I always like to say, you know, people always say like 10,000 hours, like, oh yeah, I got my 10,000, whatever craft or, or like, you know, uh, if they're like pro athletes, you know, like whatever thing that it is they do. I always like to say with writing, I've had like 100,000 hours because it's kind of like legit been like my thing my whole life before I even realized it. Um, like growing up in school, I always had like the highest test scores and like reading and writing for like those speed reading tests. I always had like hella words per minute and like people always like, damn, this kid's like on another level. And I never really thought twice about it because like my grades and every other subject were ass. (laughs) (laughs) So I always got by just by my writing. And to me, it was always easy and natural to me. Um... So like I that's one of those things, like I just never realized that I was like, man, like this is a cakewalk. Like I don't understand. It really wasn't so college that kind of I don't want to be bogus, but it wasn't so college that I realized like, damn, people can't fucking write. <laughs> um and, and that happened just through like editing my friends' essays and like no shapes to the STEM majors, but like it was always the STEM majors that had like the worst like literature. Wow, um, right, right, right. Yeah, most like I was like, but I get it because you know when you're more focused on numbers, you don't think about yeah. you no. Know, we all have different brains, right? It's kind of like yeah. it puts pieces in a puzzle, you know. Um, so for me, my brain just was good at like matching words and letters and shit like that. Um, but when it came to numbers and shit, like that. So, uh, would you, so would you say it's just like you know your overall experience has helped? you get to this point like you know doing these like right not as like writing for you like your school and having that in your background because I'm like I took a journalism class and I, I, I always forget this shit you know and it's just like it's like the way you know like even then it's like the way I learned to like put together pieces and that shit and it's just like it's when I'm reading these different things I'm not even realizing hey I like know what they're doing like the, the way they break this down and introduce everything and kind of bring their subject line into play and i'm just like you know i'm like damn should i ever been a writer you know and i'm like nah <laughs> and so it's just like i definitely i definitely you know like right i respect writers in a sense like because it's just like you know it's a 
it's a thing to like you know build imagery with words and convey emotion with words you know and so i just i was going to say do you think your experience is like just your resume in the sense of what you've written for and who you've written for and the piece that you've written help you get to this point where you know because i'm like i when i read the king louis piece i was just like kind of really abased like i kind of felt the same way you know like and, and it, it it was like damn like this needs to be like really you know somewhere in like sun time you know like i'm mm -hmm. like you know in the music or entertainment section like that's what i'm thinking in my head you know so it's just like things like that like do you feel like you'll get to that you know type of level or do you want to get to that level in a sense yeah thank you i appreciate that fam um i think i don't know i, I kind of like backtracking a bit it's like writing is always this thing i was always naturally good at right um shout out between the lions on pbs i feel like that shit played a lot <laughs> like, that's my shit. Was, yeah. <laughs> that was my shit too but um but like, you know, in high school, I always wrote for like a newspaper, the, the high school publication. Same with college, I wrote for blogs, shit like that. And uh, so anytime I would write for myself, it would usually just like, it would be for like, I mean, cause I would write like Ross essays about music and like during my college classes, but like, so I'd write these Ross essays, but then they just take up space in like my Google drive and mm. So, and then like once I kind of started to take freelancing seriously, it actually, I got to shout out my man's Yo Phillips. Um, I don't know if any of y'all are familiar with Yo uh, from a, a formerly DJ Booth fame, but now okay, he's got, okay. uh, he started his own platform now called, uh, well, DJ Booth, uh, he helped found that, but now he's doing rap portraits, Okay, uh -huh. um, which is like a video documentary series on YouTube where they like talk to like up and coming artists and it's raw as fuck. Um, so anyway, yo is always this dude that I always like, he was one of the few writers who like, I really wanted like fucked with as like during college. And I always want like aspire to be like, so one day he just tweeted how he was going to be in Chicago. It's like a little networking, get together, bowling shit. At a, at a bowling alley, it was just right by my place. So it's like, okay, I got to pull up. And like, I got to, you know, uh, you know, they always say like, oh, don't meet your role models, don't meet your idols, whatever like that. That was like one instance where I was like, oh, I'm glad I met this dude because he's like hey. yeah. real, real genuine. So that's, he told me, real. so he told, at one point, he was, he's just talking and like, this is like probably like what flipped the switch for me was when he said like, Writing isn't just like a craft or like an art. I'm just paraphrasing King, but like it's also a business. And it's like you gotta like take it seriously. There's a business like if you want it to be the thing that like supports you, like you have to treat it that way as that business. So that kind of flipped the switch for me. Cause like before I was legit always writing for free. Even though like I would always tell myself, yeah, I'm gonna be a writer someday, but I was always writing for free. So I'm like, wait a second, how the hell? Am I going to get to that level where I'm making, sustaining myself with my writing if I'm not even making bread off of this shit? Like, if I'm not even taking it that serious, like, in that sense, like, it might have just been a hobby, right? So yeah. that was kind of like, okay. So that's when, that's when I started to take freelancing more seriously. Um, and so I sent pitches to pubs and shit like that. And sometimes I get picked up, sometimes they don't, whatever. Um, but, well, actually... I should say most of the time that we picked up because like after a while I kind of started getting tired of like 
either not getting no responses or like getting so no. So I'm just like, I'm just going to start my own fucking platform. And that's why I created my own newsletter. So I'm like, I'm not going to wait for these, you know, major publications. Most of them are primarily owned by old white dudes who like may not get the shit. Old <laughs> white man was no, running this rap yeah. shit. That's, yeah. that's, that was <laughs> like, the next question as well. So like, I'm like, I might as well do my own thing. And like, I'm only a few pieces in and it's got love. And so much like, you know, like attention and like people start like, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I'm on the right path now. Like, I'm like, so is it a, is it a newsletter or you got a a website, like a WordPress or something? Yeah. So it's a newsletter. Secondly, I use a platform called Substack where like Mm. it gives people also the option to like subscribe subscribe for uh, a paid amount. Uh, They do free or, or paid. So, um, and like you could set differences. Yeah, it's like not bad. It's like seven dollars monthly. But I yeah, but I decided it's like you know what? I don't really want people to feel like excluded from my work because you know, mm. like I, you know, man, I know what that shit's like when I was in college. Like I don't want to pay shit for shit. Yeah, you yeah. know, for behind paywall. the paywall now. It's all right. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> nah, I so, I, so it's going. To, so it's really. So I was just like, you know what? If people really fuck with my writing that much they're going to pay for it like yeah. just off strength and like so far i've had a few people you know nothing crazy but i'm like man like that's love so hey, you um, gotta bet on yourself yeah now exactly. i gotta ask of course you know we mentioned the king louis article and then you know how he came across it to retweet it and repost it i also saw you recently in the room with lucky you know how you get in the yeah. room with some of these guys man man off the newsletter up. I got to <laughs> shout out my man's uh, Jordan from that for that one. Uh, that's Heavy But Light on social media. So I connected with him about, I don't man, I don't know, late, sometime in the fall, I would say, um, through a mutual friend. Um, and like, yeah, that I got to shout him out, man, because like, man, I, there's very few people I think I've met that like we're just on like the same exact wavelength. Uh, every time uh so like he put me on through like this business he's he's working with uh which is like a cannabis startup called black hippie um so they're hosting an event in joliet where they're having these uh perform so um my man's jordan he's a photographer slash videographer so like that was he was going to be doing that shit um and he was like yo I got my man's drove. He's a journalist. He could like do like a little write up, whatever. So they're like, cool bet. We'll give you our press passes. So we go. And I'm thinking I'm just going to do like a regular write up of just the show where I just like talk about the concert opener, shit like that. But like, since like we had the, the plug through like the actual event organizers, you know, we, they kind of just kind of gave us free access, like uh, the green room and everything. So we're just chilling at one point. And like V's, like V's whole uh, like entourage comes in, and like at one point as we're like everyone's passing through, we see Lucky. <laughs> and we're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like was that like was that Lucky? Like even through like the fa- he had a face mask at first, but it was like even through that we could tell it was Lucky. So it was like, um, so it was like, damn man. 
So we're in the green room. I'm like really condensing this story, by the way. Like there's a lot more to it, but I just want to keep it condensed. Um, yeah. So yeah, but we're just in the green room at one point. My man Jordan is taking flicks, you know, uh, doing some video and then like also recording some shit. So I was like, man, I I gotta just, it's like now or never shit. Like <laughs> I just I just asked them, like I just want to be straight up. Uh, since it was like Visa's show, I specifically at first just only wants to focus on V's. Um, so anyone who don't know V's, he's a he's a Ross Detroit rapper. Detroit is probably like the best city making music right now, in my opinion. Um, so I just told him, hey. so I'm like, yo, um, yeah, I'm a journalist. Would you mind if I ask you like a few questions real quick? And, and you know, he's like, sure. So yeah, I, I'm asking him a few questions and then out of nowhere, Lucky just decides to hijack the interview uh, and like, you know, in, in, include his own answer. I think I had asked what was like the, what he thinks is the connection between like Detroit and Chicago. Uh, just like, I feel like those are both two cities that like, like cousins in a sense, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I, got, I mean, I, got, I even got family out there, um, but I love Detroit. Um, it's funny because like I would tell people that during college and they look at me crazy. So, <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, I, asked, I enjoy asked my stay in Detroit. Definitely. Yeah, man. Hey, yeah, Detroit's so, a nice city. Yeah, yeah. man. Shout out sure. Detroit. Um, Hell yeah. So yeah, I asked bees that, and then that's when Lucky just kind of jumps in and you know also includes his own answer into there. And I just thought, and like, I got a couple other quotes from him, um, nothing crazy, but like, you know, just the fact I was able to get a couple quotes from Lucky, that's um, that's like more than any other, you know, publication can say uh, for like the last, you know, I don't know, I can't remember the last time I've ever for seen sure. him. For sure. Yeah, he's not sure. really been speaking that much. Yeah. So. No, I gotta so, ask, how's your press pass finesse gang? You know, have it's, you have you been able to throw that journalist line out there and get you know closer access to the shows? Yeah, I mean that's also how I was able to get into King Louis' most recent show, which ended up inspiring me to write that little piece afterwards. Um, but that was also I got to shout out my man Jordan for putting what's up. Quick, quick, like subbed like I actually like play Call of Duty with like Louis, like. Manager, I believe. Oh, crazy. no? Yeah. yeah, so crazy. Like, one of my <laughs> homies, like, was like, bro, get online one day. Like, we, like, yeah. in the room talking shit. And and he was like, he's like, bro, he, like, this uh Louis manager and shit. The man, like, had, like, 80 kills and I had, like, 70. He's like, okay, I see you about it, too. I'm like, I'm like, I see you about it, shit. So we just, like, oh, had been playing on squads for a minute. So it was, like, decent. Like, but I'm like, I just wanted to interject that, like, it's, like, so crazy how you just oh, fuck facts. You meet random people doing just random ass shit. Like, it's just oh, for sure. Fuck. For sure. Yeah. No, hey, so, was, you know, up. talk about these press passes, man. Like, how, let's get into Donda, man. How did you get into that experience? Oh, so that one, I, I saw, we, I mean, I can say it in the in the piece, but like that one through press pass, I was just like a homie uh, uh, was, they, they had a ticket and they couldn't go anymore. So uh, they were like, yo, whoever wants it. I just so happened to be the first one that like caught it and claimed it. Um, so yeah, so that's how I was able to go to that one. Um, and yeah, that shit, I was just telling this shit to someone the other day, but like 
she was like a Twilight Zone episode. And uh, I even like, yeah, man. People, whenever people ask me about that shit, I, I just like, it was one of the weirdest experiences in my life. Yeah. It's, burnt. it's I was just thinking about it earlier. I was like, it's kind of burned into my memory for like all the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, <laughs> hey, let's get like, into those reasons. We got to hear it all. <laughs> yeah, man, we definitely got to hear this. So, so my, like my last Kanye experience was Jesus. And so this kind of reminded me of that in a sense where it's just like, it was more, it, it seemed more performative. You feel me? Like it was more of a performance as, you know, him and you went rapping. too, right, Gordo? No, I didn't actually go. I was oh, like, okay, the okay, crazy okay. thing about it, the crazy thing about it, it was just like, I was supposed to go and somebody like, just never hit me back about the ticket information. Ah. And so I was just like, fuck it, I'm gonna just chill at the crib. But it was just like, man, like, no, I, it's like when I saw this, like the aesthetic and just like the rebuild of the house, I'm just like, it reminds me of like how he just came with ease in this big ass, like mountain stage and shit. It was just like, so what was your, like your, your first like take in, like when you went in, like saw this shit and there's like really nothing going on because that was like the most thing about it like he makes your ass kind of wait build yeah. this anticipation like <laughs> i hate it <laughs> like it's like yeah how i hate it yeah. like, so i was just describing this to someone you know, I said the other day and it was just like for me i don't know man going into that event right i'm just in the head i'm just like whatever kanye um but as i'm answering and I, this is how i start off like my my piece on it just because like that's legit like at the end of the day it's my lasting memory of it i just saw uh, a houseless dude on steps you know just like asking to change whatever i gave him three bucks which is all the money or the all the hard money i had in my wallet um so yeah and i was just like kind of like i'm a very observant person right like that's just the journalist in me so i'm just kind of like saying and like Home, the issue of homelessness has always like been something that like I've always that's always hit home for me um so I kind of just see everything happening around like yo how can all these fucking people just like ignore this dude this is another human right this is another human being right that's um like like to not even acknowledge I'm big on like the power of human acknowledgement I think that's something I learned uh, that I took back from when I studied abroad in Cuba. Cause like everybody like says what's up to everyone like in Cuba, like it doesn't matter. Um, so like that's something I took away from traveling abroad compared to like in the United States, Chicago. It's like, unless it's like, you know, someone, you don't really say what's up to people. Like you say what's up to someone you're kind of nine times out of 10, it's like taken as a threat, right? <laughs> Yeah, or like something, something fishy like it's like all right what do you want yeah, to, yeah. you know um so it's like man so it's like and as fact it's like that's kind of like we're all conditioned to do that like especially with homeless people right it's just we're too busy doing whatever the fuck to like even acknowledge them right so i just like saw all that happening around me and but the difference between like I guess all the previous times seeing that like downtown or whatever, like on my way to class or whatever, I'm seeing like everyone's all going to the same place. It's not like before in downtown where people are going to different places. We're all going to the same place, Soldier Field, and that's this 
fucking crazy egocentric narcissistic all the isms you could think of billionaire right who already has way more fucking money than any of us will ever fucking see in our lifetime um never know crypto goes crazy yeah i'm just like yo so like i don't know how i think like sixty thousand people can sit in soldier field and i'm like if one person or if every person in theory right just gives buddy on the steps just one dollar that man is like he could lift himself out of any situation that he was in before interesting like instead you'd rather go and give that money you know we live in an era yeah not not just (laughs) we live in an era where people would rather film on their phone instead of call for help yeah and like this is to say and like it's not like this is all unique to this event right i don't want to make it seem like this is just like obviously this is a recurring thing in our culture yeah. but it's right? just a thought that you had um, while the, exactly right yeah. it was just kind of it was and symbolic so it, it's symbolic it, and that is a crazy situation that because like you know we kind of like it's like i have those kind of like surreal moments where i'm like in this moment that's kind of crazy but i'm noticing something that's very you know real to life like mm-hmm. like you say like this man's home this man's homeless and he's begging you know and so like had had like at least everyone stopped or 10 people stopped like and gave him or a hundred people stopped or gave him a dollar like he could have had at least somewhere to lay his head and somewhere a nice meal to eat you know like thinking about it in that situation in that circumstances you know yeah and like you know and it's crazy because like right what's the one of the excuses people always give is like, oh, I don't want to give someone who's just going to blow it on like booze or liquor, like mother or booze or, or drugs. But like, motherfucker, you're you're blowing your money on the same exact shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, 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 and like, and then it's it, a little, yeah. Yeah, you're blowing it on this fucking billionaire who, like I said, already has more money than any of us will ever fucking Yeah, see. he'll he'll keep telling us some new number each time. 10 billion yeah. 8 billion whatever yeah. but yeah it's 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 even different right cuz then you know the majority of those people going there are the Kanye clones right yeah, they right. they're the people who are dressed like him they're going mm-hmm. not they you know they didn't just spend money on the ticket but they're also spending money on some merch that's probably printed on some gildens but they're going to pay <laughs> you know 60 to 100 for a shirt or something to yeah. to then look at a stage with the you know humble beginnings of Kanye. So when you look at that stage and you see the imagery of you know he's got the baby and Marilyn Manson and then all these people running around the the messages. Okay, look where he came from. Maybe if you just accept everybody, this is and that. Whatever the message that he's trying to convey, there's definitely something there about you know, you're, you're, uh, you're, you know, before he was a billionaire, he's trying to, he's trying to portray some type of message. Right. So everyone in the crowd who, like I already said, Kanye clones, they, they have their disposable income ready for, for, you know, overpriced goods or whatever. They look at this message and then they leave thinking like, oh yeah, you know, this is what we should be focusing on. But whole time, you you know, you're passing that up right outside. That's yeah, not really performing. When that's so, like when it's like yeah. that's technically the moment right there in a sense, you know. Exactly. Like, yeah. That's the, the thing that he's the, trying, the, to, the, tell trying you. to tell you. Yeah, that humanitarian moment that you're supposed to have, you kind of passed it up in a sense. Like that's crazy. Damn, that's a really crazy retrospect, you know. Like, like wow. Like, 
I don't know if I had something that's surreal as that when I was going to Jesus. Cause it's like when I went to Jesus, I kind of went through like um like we had like I was in a Donda's house thing, like I was the first class with Rhyme Fest and stuff. Oh shit. So, that's we, cool. so we were actually like in like the VIP section where Muffa was like kind of in front of the stage. And so it was just like, I don't know, like that whole experience for me was just more as of like, damn, like this is where music can, you know, take you in a sense. And it wasn't even more, and it was like, it was more of like a performance in me. Like to me, like I felt like Jesus was more of a performance with like how he presented it in like almost like segments with like, you know, the nigga opened up the stage and God came out and things like that. So it's just like, it was very, it was very, you know, unique for me to see the transformation from like the mountaintop to, you know, I kind of, he kind of went back to, you know, his roots. And that's how I kind of looked at it as in a sense of a, like a oh, transformation. Uh, yeah. yeah, full circle yeah. transformation moment. Yeah. It was it, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, it's all artistic expression it's all you know he says a thousand words so everyone's everyone's gonna have a different perception of it but i don't know like for me i don't know i just like am really existential (laughs) yeah i've been existential like 2021 i just has like it just went up like because then that's also when like i mean i've always like leaned into uh like more like communist theory and shit like that but like 2021 was really once that starts like get like knees deep. Right. Um, see you comrade i see you i legit just registered officially for the communist party of the usa today that's crazy <laughs> um, okay yeah so i just i just figured you know fuck it i'm gonna actually you know, put my money where my mouth is, literally, you know. So, yo, that kind of brings me to this question. You know, of course, of course, you're interested in culture, you're interested in music. You know, you came up uh, through DePaul Radio and all that. Uh, But what topics do you write about on your uh, newsletter? You know, you have all the freedom in the world. What are your main topics that you write about? Right now, obviously, is music. Um, just because that's always been like my bread and butter. People have always known me for that's kind of how I got into, I guess, the, the game, if you will. Um, uh, so yeah, I was like, that's kind of what I'm starting out with, um, especially and like that's not definitely like most of the stuff I have like in the vault already ready to go is that type of shit. But eventually, I want to get into definitely more like writing about anime. I love yeah. anime. Yeah, like when I started my podcast, that was like my main focus is because like I you was still got crazy. the podcast. Yeah, it's kind of like on a hiatus. I'm just kind of okay. like like my priorities are just different right now, and like I'm also like running it by myself now. Like I had a homie yeah. that was like producer and had all the technical aspects, but he has to step away from it. So I'm like I I gotta like re-strategize and how I could like run it efficiently by myself while I'm doing like all these other things in my life creative endeavors um so yeah this is kind of like on a hiatus but um as i was saying uh i forgot what i was saying <laughs> what was the question but again yeah, you were you were talking about how you wanted to write about anime yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah i want to write about anime because i like i have like i keep like a a list of like essay topics and so i definitely have a bunch about anime that i want to get into eventually i just got to take the time to sit down and write it um 
I like to get into like writing about cannabis culture. Uh, Let's go. I mean, that's the professional <laughs> term, but man, like you know, yeah. just like doing re- weed reviews, right? Like that's something I've good uh, way to get a free bag. You feel exactly, me? exactly, right? <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know, I you like. Kinda, hey, you know, it, it makes sense. Like shit, think about it. It's, we got food critics, shit, weed mm-hmm. critics. Well, you know, exactly. I, I smoked this shit and it wasn't. Hey, it wasn't fire. Yeah, hey, I let me give it, you an man. idea. One toke review. <laughs> you know they have the one bite review you know yeah. let's take something I back from uh, bar I'm a, stool no i'm, I'm definitely gonna, <laughs> i'm stealing that because i remember yeah. going back to my man's yo who used to write for dj booth he would he do one listen album reviews like he was just um, like, so i'm like that I, that's hard yeah i would do i would i'm gonna take that idea and run with it um but yeah so that's what's that's anime uh like weed shit not just like just doing reviews and shit, but like just that whole industry is something I really want to, I'm fascinated by. Um, I don't know, probably like philosophy to be honest too. I'm really big into, yeah, like philosophy for sure. Um, I've been kind of starting to like consider myself as like, I guess a philosopher just cause I'm like, well, I have these ideas about the world and people pay attention to these ideas uh, so I guess that kind of makes me by default a philosopher, right? I, mean, I feel like everybody's a philosopher in a sense. You know, we sit around and we conversate about these ideas. And, you know, yeah. like you said, you have people that agree and engage in them, you know. So it's just like, in a sense, we all have a type of philosophy that we live by that we kind What's of like, that? that we, yeah. you know, in conversation kind of speak on, you know, like our philosophy. Yeah. Like, you know, like I always say, like Naruto is like the biggest, like, philosophy thing you know like mm-hmm. everybody had their way of a ninja you know which was their philosophy of life and how to live life and you know as as human beings you know i love anime as well so it's just like as human beings i feel like that's you know particularly in any conversation that we have like we kind of are philosophers in conversation regardless you know whether the topic is just you know what we're doing with our life and what we just or what we want to do with our life or what we plan to do you know so I, I definitely agree with that. You, you, I, hey, I, I'm with the, because fuck it. Why Why the fuck was those old ass white men considered philosophers? All they said around his head thoughts. Like, why the fuck can I not be a philosopher? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm just like, I'm, that's, that's just my logic at this point, you know? So it's just like, fuck it. Like, if you, I, fuck it, put that shit. I, I would put that shit in the job title at this point, you know? It's like, shit, everybody has a life and experience that they can speak on. So it's like, at the end of the day, you have some type of philosophy that you live by, shit. He's spitting. Visual is spitting some valuable hey, information. <laughs> hey, but no, I, I was going because I, I definitely, you know, I've definitely had the same conversation where people be like, D, how do you feel about just, you know, you do you consider yourself a philosopher? And I'm just like, in a sense, I guess, you know, I have this philosophy on life that I live by. And, you know, I, I tweak and recode and do whatever too, but I don't really sit out here and try to, you know, spit it as a, a agenda, like, they did in the sense like a man is an end of himself and shit like that but i you know i sit and talk to people that want to engage in conversation with me you know you know so it's just like i definitely feel like that's where the philosopher and humanity and everyone comes out you know when you engage in conversation with your fellow man and fellow human i think you had mentioned music uh art anime uh philosophy cannabis culture uh i guess you know you know when i heard about anime what are what are some of your favorite uh 
titles or favorite shows. Oh, oh um, yeah, I definitely was asking that. Nah, man, this is like this might take up the rest of the show. <laughs> uh, so I mean, since Goro was just talking about it, um, Naruto was a big one for show. Um, yeah, yeah, especially in terms of like kind of realizing how deep um this shit can get because especially yeah. like like in Shippuden, like yeah. yo, like and they start getting into um all the you know the Akatsuki, like I I I got my Akatsuki coat actually. Okay, <laughs> shout out, shout out real shout out. I can't leave the house with that on and not get like at least four or five compliments, depending on yeah. how yeah, man. Um but um like their whole philosophy and how like it's there the, the a lot of commentary that was going on in the show is like you know stances of war and peace and and even like shit like meditation you know Naruto is like learning the the sage mode and it's like that that whole uh I was always familiar with the idea of meditation right but like I decided to like actually start practicing it after I saw that shit along with like Avatar too right I was wa- I was rewatching both of those shows like during like the first few months of like the the pandemic. I just did like a fucking speed run. <laughs> I was just like watching anime for twelve hours a day that damn year. Um, <laughs> it was crazy, but yeah, I just I was like, I fuck it, I'm gonna start meditating, and and yeah, so it's like shit. Same thing with Dragon Slayer, uh, Dra- Demon Slayer, Demon Slayer. Excuse me. Demon Slayer. Season two like, is out. I'm wait. I'm waiting for that season to cook a little bit, so that way I could just binge it in one sitting, low key. Same, yeah. <laughs> I, I I've read the series. I'm more of a manga person, you know. So I re- I read and then I'll watch, depending on if it's an arc I like or if it's something into. Uh, like I'll watch my favorite fights. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Demon Slayer is definitely one of those ones. Like I've been totally amazed with. Like they've kept it up with um quality. Along with, um, you know, just um, just animation and keeping it to the story. That's the little one. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, and so like Demon Slayer is definitely growing into like want to be my like top ten. I want to say. Yeah, Demon Slayer is crazy. I'm right now. I'm watching uh, Black Clover. I fucking love Black Clover. Man, I'm like about 114 oh, episodes deep. I'm like, yo, oh, this is the one. <laughs> I'm like Black Clover. I feel like people don't appreciate Black Clover enough. Like oh, no. I could have, no, I, man. No. I'm like, yo, this is like up there with like. Asta is definitely one of my favorite um manga character, anime manga characters. So what is what is Black Clover for for us that so, you know don't know? Black Clover is the show. Uh, <laughs> it's about so it's interesting because like it kind of their special powers is like there is magic like yeah they're magic type shit they're they're magic kites so they're basically like you know dungeons and dragons shit um (laughs) (laughs) which is funny basically because like like, i'm not even into like that whole medieval times that's why like i kind of like kept it off to the side for a long time and so one day i was like you know what fuck it i don't know what the fuck to watch let me just see what's good with demon slayer yeah, and no, I definitely. It's good. It's, it's just so like yeah, I just. But so basically, so what though, is where? Where are you at in the storyline? I'm like a. They're like in the middle of um that fucking battle with the with Lick. 
Oh, so you with the yeah. elves and uh, yeah. So yeah. when they're battling the elves, okay, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I right, so this when it really to, heats up, yeah, that that that's. Let yeah. me try to like explain this to, to the people who you know don't like. Yeah, for the people yeah. that don't like Black Clover, this is your like <laughs> so, time to get some insight on why you should like Black Clover. Yeah, yeah. basically. So like I really like it because like it's kind of like my hero academia in the sense that like in this world everyone or almost everyone is born or is supposed to be born with like special powers, right? Powers, yeah. The main character doesn't have that, right? The difference though between like my man's Asta and, and Deku um is that um so Deku he ain't no bitch De- Deku a bitch I ain't gonna lie Deku I don't just a superpower bitch there. like he's but a Deku, superpower bitch like I ain't gonna start Deku got his powers right Deku got given his powers by like by fucking alt might right so he he got gifted his powers on a random occasion my man's Asta was so determined to like get special powers like he's as was like doing like working out training non-stop like his whole entire life just waiting as a way to compensate for the fact that he didn't have special powers um he still doesn't have special powers but like he gets he gifted like them so supposed, to be, supposed to be yeah supposedly in order to get like you have to get like a, a it's called a grimoire i'm getting a super nerdy into it it's basically like a book of spells that you can basically. use with your powers if you don't have those if you don't have magic then you're not supposed to get a grimoire right yeah okay. Asta, somehow he gets a grimoire but his grimoire is special in that it's basically like made from like the devil <laughs> um it's, so it's like it's like one of those like it's anti-magic side of him right okay. yeah 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 and, so, yeah and so it's like it's crazy so, that, yeah, and the it's only really way deep. and like the only way he's able to have anti-magic is like is because of the fact that he doesn't have any magic power himself so like uh-huh. it doesn't so it doesn't eat him from the insides basically so like he's so it's in so basically the whole philosophy of that show which is why I really fuck with it, is that it's what make what what it is that makes you unextraordinary is also the thing that makes you extraordinary. So here's okay. this dude who literally like in normal society like can't do anything, right? Like he has no special powers that and like it's also and the show also is like built on a class system. So it has a lot of commentary. Yeah. So it's like yeah, so, so yeah. Asta, that's- He's also he's a, like he's a peasant in a sense. Like he's, he's also like a peasant, very bottom yeah, part, of the, the food the chain. Class, yeah, yeah, and the fact that he doesn't have special powers that's like even worse. And worse, like, yeah. So that's like a royalty higher monarchy type shit. So you know all that. But he's gonna get that royal bay though. It's yeah. All good, though. So so it's like that shit. Like man, like so here's this dude who's coming from the gutter. And like has no special powers, but it's also in that that he's also able to be this unique, kind of like chosen one individual that like has to come. Like he could only like everybody can do one thing, and he could do the one thing that they can't. Type shit. So it's like they need him, right? They yeah. like need him in order to like. Oh yeah, they're definitely going. Where I'm at in the storyline, they definitely need the man. So it's it, it's it's crazy. I didn't. It's like it's like when you thought of. I didn't think about the class system shit, which is so crazy. Thing like the classism is like actually like really a theme within the storyline because you know eventually 
like they come to respect him just off of his like perseverance and him not willing to you know give up and shit like that you know and like him working from nothing even with just you know having like kind of like the most simplest ability like it's anti-magic you know i can negate everybody else's magic you know so it's really nothing special in a sense but it's very special which in the crazy in the crazy in the crazy aspect and realm of what it can actually do and so it's just like i never really you know it's like black clover kind of caught me in a sense where it was like one piece you know it comes off as like this like typical anime and goofy but you know they do have those underlying stories of classism um you know these dark like with one piece like they have dark organizations and you know the world government is one of the big things of like how they're controlling the world and what the people see and do and things like that and so it's just like you know black like like, like black clover you know definitely give it a chance if you haven't read it you know ask the it's better than Deku. He's not a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'll talk. Hey. I'll talk. One day I'll talk about my, my my hero. Why I don't like like I like my hero. Don't get me wrong, but I just don't like Deku. Like that's valid. Like and so I like like I like the villains of my hero more than I actually like the heroes of um my hero, which is crazy. <laughs> hey, so you know you you had mentioned you had mentioned you know uh, the things that might be unextraordinary make us extraordinary and and also you know having a certain skill set that nobody else has you know that that kind of uh makes you necessary or or you know you find your your you know your place in the team like that now you know just to just to bring it all back what's the one skill set that you have that these other you know chicago culture writers don't have that's uh dang you know what where, where where's your spot where's right, your spot man, in, in the I culture think, you know i just think i'm just me at the end of the day to be honest because yeah. i have i have my experience like my, i mean i have my own personal life experience every and i and i would say that for every other writer too right we all have our own experiences that ultimately shape us, shape who we are and, and how we, you know, view the world and, and express ourselves in our writing. But uh, I, don't know, I guess with me is like, I'm just me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like, I could, yeah. The more, I think I'm just keeping it simple like that. Cause the more I try to like think about it and be deep and, and woke with it, I'm like, nah, that's kind of just me pulling shit out my ass. I'm just me at the end of the day. <laughs> facts 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 now to build on that where do you want to take it you know what are some of your goals in this uh industry what are my goals uh so we get to the win publication honestly yeah that's actually you just read my mind like that's kind of like my 10-year plan to be honest okay have some some type of my own little publication because right now i'm thinking about how hard it is for me to like get published so i'm like man i don't ever want anyone else to go through this shit again especially like black and brown writers um you know have you like, ever been approached by like the reader or hip-hop yeah, or any of these no, publications yeah i um yeah i currently i, I don't mean i don't want to go into like i don't know what the legalities are but like i have like something potentially in the works with like one of those pieces uh, or one of those publications but like 
it took a minute to even get that attention, right? Like, yeah. I was like, fuck, man. It's like, now you want a fucking response to me? Like, <laughs> um, like, where is this shit? Like, six months ago. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah. Hard, so, you no, know, the hard work paying off, though, you know? So it's yeah. just like, think about it, you know? You, you, yeah. You, you so getting your just, flowers, you know? Yeah, just playing the long game. Yeah, yeah. so... Uh, I forgot what's going on. But yeah, I was just thinking about it. Like, yeah, I would like to someday have like my own, be in a position where I could like, especially because like coming from, I like to live by that saying, like be who you needed when you were younger. Mm -hmm. um, so I know for me, right? Like I've always wanted to pursue writing my whole life. Initially, I like in high school, I think I wanted, I was more so interested in like sports journalism. Like when I went to college, that's what I started off with or had intentions of going with, but I, then I ended up getting put on with like the radio show and fell in love with music journalism. Um, but I'm, I think about it is like, cause I think a lot about the things I've been doing before. I'm like, damn, I wish I would have been doing this shit, but it's like, you can only know what you're exposed to. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I know it's the thing like coming from an environment where like typically like the things for, you know, if you want to get out of that environment, you either have to do like, like you have to be a phenomenal once in a generation type athlete, or you have to be like a once in a generational type of like artist, like musician or whatever. Like it doesn't, those are right. You're, you either got to be a rapper or you got to be pro athlete type shit, you know? Um, so it's like, there's so much more options out there. Even if you like fuck with like, music for example like not everyone could be a fucking raw ass rapper bro like this is true you know like i don't know who needs to hear this bro but like <laughs> there's enough rappers out there bro like stop hey, it <laughs> you know but uh, that doesn't mean you have to give up you know pursuing a career in music you just have to find your own lane and figure out what it is that you can contribute to that industry so my thing is writing you know or like same thing with like sports. Maybe you can't be a, an all pro athlete or whatever, but you know what? Maybe you could be a coach. You know, you could, yeah. teach, the mm -hmm. next, you could be the, you could teach the next generation, or maybe you could um you know be a, a like a sports trainer or, or yeah. off yeah an athletic director. You know, there's still like all these yes. different avenues yeah. that are available to pursue whatever your passion is at the end of the day, even if you maybe not be able. To do that one thing that you wanted to be as a child, like you could still and have that's, a career in it. And anybody listening to this, just keep that in mind, you know, like especially, you know, like there's multiple ways to be in that your field or your that creative space that you want, you know, like don't limit yourself to that one thing, you know, because that's how it was for me. Like, um, I definitely, you know, kind of agree with that. Like, as an artist, you know, I kind of was like, damn, I don't. I'm not, you know, doing these amazing pieces and painting all the time, but, you know, I kind of went in, you know, indulged in, you know, getting to know the more creative directors decide to decide behind it. So now I'm like kind of curating pieces for other people and things like that. So it's just like, you know, I, I still want to have eventually my own type of fashion line or clothing line or whatever it may be. But, you know, I kind of like sit in the background and I'm just like, I kind of, I'm kind of content, you know, just okay in designs and doing designs for others you know like it, it was a sense of you know 
like I'm still in my field, you know, and so I definitely like take in that knowledge. I definitely listen to and heed what Dro is saying right there, because I feel like people kind of, you know, as we get older, we kind of, or when we're younger, we're kind of listening to this like one, one, like one path dream. Like I want to be this by the time I'm 30. When it's just like you might not even by the time you're 30, you might not even be halfway to what you are. So it's just like, yeah. keep keep an open idea that there's other paths that you can take to get where you want to be in life or either keep you within that same realm of space. Like, hey, like you may not be on the team. You may not be on the Lakers, but you're still on the Lakers as a sports trainer, yeah. as an as a, yeah. as offensive coordinator. You feel me? Yeah. So it's hey, just I like, don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, think like that, you know, it's just like, you can still be on the fucking Lakers. And if they win a championship, you still get a ring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Plus it's just it's like, heavy. yeah. So it's just like, it's like, that's why I was like, that's why I was like, I'm definitely want you to stop right there. Cause I'm like, I wanted people to take that in. You know, we like always set ourselves on this one straight path, but it's like, you know, take those journeys and get where you need to be in life, you know, or get into that space that you want to be. But if it's not directly in that, in in the player seat but you can be on the bench as well you know like it's you still made it you know like you still in that you still in that space you know yeah i was uh i was gonna ask if anyone taps into like no jumper and whatnot because they just had a interview with a uh, desto dub so i guess he he makes his clothing line called awful lot of cough syrup or whatnot and he was talking about he was running behind Lil Pump for a while, just being his tour manager and things like that. And he was trying to rap as well. And I guess after Pump, you know, his initial hype kind of died down and he went back to do his own thing. He was like, damn, do I just follow him around or, you know, I got to do my own stuff now? Because after Pump left, he's basically like, I'm back to driving the Honda. I'm back to having no bread. I'm back to just being being me. So you know, from there it was like, damn, so how do I get on rapping? Am I going to just be pumps boy rapping or, or whatnot? So, you know, he, he said he had to just like take a look around and say, you know, what else is he good at? What, what else is, you know, so I guess for him, it was, you know, clothing. So with just him being around and, and taking down that clientele, he put together some clothes and, you know, he still rapped and he still did his thing, but he just kind of like shifted his focus on, on you know what he he can do in the meantime and now you know his clothes do like what a mil or two mil a year you know he just clocked in so so he was like definitely telling people like if he would have stuck on some path like yo i gotta blow up just because i'm standing next to xyz or i gotta do this i gotta do that he was realizing that that growth that he was chasing probably wasn't happening at the timeline that you know he thought it was so if he had a, if he had a just kept his blinders on and that's all he was focused on, who knows where he'd be today. But, you know, he kept his mind open and he said, you know, I'm interested in this, this and this. Let me put some of my effort and energy over here. And now it's like his main thing. He really found his like true calling. But he he had to, like, try some other things along the way. You know, like Gordo saying, it's not necessarily always going to be linear. You know, you're going to have some ups and downs some you know peaks and valleys and things like that but that's where you really find you know what your calling is i guess or what you're good at so definitely something that i think people need to uh hear (laughs) and hold on to you know keep your eyes open to every opportunity yeah i'm glad you said that story because it kind of helped me 
finally make sense of this recent quote I read recently. I've been, so I really fuck with like Eastern philosophy, specifically like the Bushido code, Man. way of the samurai. Um, so uh, so I've been reading um, Musashi or Miyamoto Musashi, who's like, he's like the Michael Jordan of samurai. <laughs> um, so he wrote this book called Book of the Five Rings. Um, so, and like in the first book, which is like the, the book of strategy. Uh, uh, so it's, um, he, he has a quote where he says, one should not have a favorite weapon. And I, I now is like kind of stuck on like trying to figure out like, I, it was kind of like, right. Like I kind of <laughs> like, it was one of those things where I was like, I think I know what this means, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. So I'm like, let me like really sit on this. Cause like I, cause like I lo- I fucking loved his 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 book cause like or his his writings cause it's like he he would say a quote and he says you will not understand what this means the first time and it's like you have to like absorb it in order to understand it like on some like metaphysical shit uh spiritual like you have to like absorb like yeah so I was like okay one should not have one so favorite now as you said it though yeah one should not have a favorite weapon and it's like if you have a favorite weapon then like it's kind of like you already failed like it's and i and i think that quote helped me kind of realize what truth that truly means right because at first i thought about it just from a different like skill set aspect like okay yeah like my writing is like my weapon right but like i could also like i have other skill sets right i can do but I think that's a better analogy for that because it's like you could, like you said, you could still do the things, you could still be in the, the part of the same organizations or whatever, whatever rooms that you envision yourself in the future, as Gordo was saying, but you can't have that one lane for it. You know, you got to be able to have multiple lanes to get into that room, whether it is keeping up with the Lakers example, whether it is as a player, whether it is as a, as a, as a manager, or a, or a scene trainer or fucking even an agent, whatever. Front office, you know, like whatever, you know. You like everyone has their own, like, but you have, you can't, ha- you can't fall in love with that one way of doing it. Otherwise, if you can't do it that way, then you're fucked. Yeah. It's like a one trick pony, you know, and, and, I, and I'm like, I, I definitely understand that as well. Like when you say you can't have a favorite weapon, one favorite, a favorite weapon, like, think about it like this shit if we were back in the olden days and everybody just knew you carried around a sword shit i'm gonna come with a gun (laughs) 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 so it's just like it's just like it's like it's many ways to take that like you know you you gotta be sharp you know you gotta be sharp and that's why i always kind of like love the fact that i kind of played a lot of different sports you know like it kept like it all kept me conditioned for you know, I, my, basketball was my primary, but it kept me conditioned. Like I played football, I did volleyball, I played, I ran track and field, did a little bit of soccer, you know? So it's just like, I did softball. So it's just like, all those like gave me, you know, conditioning and everything, but it's just like, I also learned a lot of different, you know, aspects and different techniques and things as well. So it's just like, it's a lot of different ways to like, you know, take that in. So it's just like, you know, we, we have to keep an open mind, you know, with our, with our abilities, you know, and our hobbies and our interests and, 
you know, make sure that those, you know, you want to be, you want to, everybody wants this rich in life, not everybody, but people want to have this lavish lifestyle. And so it's just like, there are ways to get to that lifestyle. So keep it, make sure you keep an open mind, you know? So, Hey man, y'all got me thinking about football or something, you know, like imagine your favorite play is just running up the middle, but this other team had, you know, figured you out pretty quick and they just keep on blocking and stopping you. And now it's like, damn, second half you ain't you ain't got shit to show for for what you actually can do so now somebody got to have the bright idea to say hey you know run it up the left or the right or something instead of the middle now you're getting around things now you're getting what you need to get so definitely you know it's more than one way to get to where you got to be and hey you heard it from us man I'm, i'm sure a lot of us have have taken paths i know Gordo does a million things. Should I do a million things? I know you <laughs> have said you did a million things, but you know, we here today, you in the room with fucking lucky, you know, you got King Louie retweeting you and shit like that. So, you know, I did ask what's coming next and things like that. Um, I know you said, uh, you know, possibly a publication or, or, you know, you got, um, you know, your podcast that, you know, it might be on hiatus right now and things like that. Um, but I guess outside of, outside of your like personal, personal career goals, yeah, I guess, um, what would be something that you would like to see develop in the writing space? Like, how do you think it can improve for for the next generation i know earlier you had mentioned that you know you starting your own publication would help some others get published because you know how it feels to just keep pitching and pitching and pitching so where do you think i guess this uh space needs to go oh man uh that's a great question yeah man i guess just giving more opportunities to, to people who just wouldn't have those opportunities before, you know, whether it's yeah. not just like, you know, even just like, for example, like hip hop, especially like since that's more like my my niche, right? It's like writing about hip hop yeah. culture. We definitely need more women writers. And there's a lot of raw ass women writers. They just aren't given that platform. Yeah. So, um, you know, cause like, man, I was just having this conversation with a few friends earlier today. It's just how like the culture within hip hop, how like as much as we love it, there's so much like negative like toxicity in, in regards to like, misogyny. Right? I just read something. And, like, I just yeah, my bad to cut yeah, you like, off, but I literally no, just did. read something. I just read something about like you know Vic Mensa, you know Chicago native. He was over in Ghana for however long, uh, touching the people, trying to see how he can help out, working with community leaders. And we didn't hear anything about that. But when he comes back to America, I guess he gets caught with African mushrooms or whatever. And, you know, customs and he got to go through this whole case and things like that. That's what we hear about. So now it's like, oh, damn, Vic, you in Africa getting lit. You coming back with the shrooms and the tabs. That's what you on. So that was that's something that just recently, just recently, no one spoke anything about him trying to help what he's doing over there. But when he came back now, it's like this is the story they paint the narrative, because I guess that's what gets clicks. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Shit, I hopefully I like to see less click bait shit. 
um, more actual like stories, more right, like a genuine like journalism, right? Uh, more criticism, like okay. not just criticism, like positive or negative. But I'm like constructive criticism. Yeah, I feel like we've Jake, definitely got to the yeah. era we missing constructive criticism. It's just mm-hmm. criticism at this point. Because like, like yeah. what do you, what do you, <laughs> what do y'all, what do y'all think of like cancel culture, right? Because to me when a lot of people start to mention cancel culture, they're almost like they're scared, right? Oh, I'm going to lose my job. I'm going to lose this. Or, yo, people shouldn't lose this, this, and that because of this. But I feel like cancel culture, just that word and just the whole attitude is an overreaction to criticism. A lot of the times people will just call you out for something that they think is wrong. And maybe, maybe we've got to the point where there's a lot of things that are being called out and maybe the frequency is scaring people, but I feel like we should still be able to, you know, free speech for exposed ways. We should still be able to call somebody out. It doesn't mean that your whole life should be torn apart, but if I call you out, the first thing out of your mouth shouldn't be cancel culture. Cause it's like, come on, you stopping the conversation before it starts. That was actually like a big, so my Kanye piece, I kind of sat on it for a while uh, just because I had a lot of anxiety regarding it. Cause like in my head, I was like, I'm gonna get canceled for this. Like just, <laughs> just because like, yeah. bro, like people fucking love Kanye, right? Like, um, like I remember when that whole Donna thing happened, like all the, almost all the news line, like stories I saw about it was talking about it and like, blowing reviews type shit everybody was posting about it like in a positive manner or like you know flexing about themselves being there type shit um and it was just weird right because that wasn't my experience right (laughs) and then uh fucking but then like the one few like negative things i would see about it i would see like the, the the kanye clones like attacking it like type shit you know and so I was like, damn, I can't like, I still had like anxiety attached to that piece. So I sat on it for a while. And then I saw Don't Look Up. And I was like, I right, I gotta just gotta drop this shit. Like motherfuckers just yeah. like if I got if I gotta be that, if I gotta be that hater, then fuck it. I'm like, cause yeah, because that's the thing too, right? It's like I was having this conversation with that suit a friend of mine uh, a while back. Is um people, yeah, really misconstrued criticism as hating, right? That's made it difficult for journalists, right? Like, yeah. It's like, I mean, because without DJ, the criticism, DJ, DJ Academics sucks, though. Yeah, like, if you're know, not, I feel like oh, shit. He he is like a he is a hater. Academics yeah, is a major like, Because it's like, it's like the thing is like, the, it's like, because the thing is, what's so crazy when you say that is like, we're getting, because like you say, we're getting the line of hate and criticism misconstrued now. Like that, yeah. that line is very thin. Oh, he, he exit. It's so crazy. And yeah, so it's yeah. just like, um, it, it, it's it's ridiculous like we don't even like it's like the people that we the people that are actually doing a lot of hating we we take them as criticism and it's just like the people that are actually criticism and giving constructive criticism we actually feel like they are haters yeah and so, it's so it's 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 a very crazy it's a very thin line at this point you know in time and so it's just like i feel like you know when it comes to journalism or journalists like they kind of like tend to sway the way that the people go now, you know? Yeah. Like they, yeah, they yeah, like yeah. they they're with the crowd. They're not really challenging anything. Yeah, they're not challenging or are making people think. Yeah. 
My yeah, bad. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you good. You good. You good. You I got so up, caught up in the conversation, effect. man. I didn't even realize I was, man, I was yeah. on my last percent. <laughs> uh, no, nah, you good. You good, man. But yeah, no, nah, we, we was talking about just how uh, writers really don't challenge the reader anymore yeah. or don't kind of like speak with their own voice. They kind of, you know, they want to speak in a i guess a acceptable way so that yeah you know you like get the most eyes and things like that what I, what I like to say is a lot of music journalism today is just glorified pr um which i kind of get right like when i first was a kid i always like aspired one day like ah oh, i want to write like awesome profile pieces i'm like my favorite artists but then like as i got older and i realized a lot of these artists are like horrible human beings so I'm like, yeah I don't want to write about this person like everything is peaches and cream um so one day I gotta uh shout out Andre G um that's my favorite music writer right now he writes for Complex um which is ironic because I feel like Complex a few years ago they were one of the first publications I feel like really started to like shift into more of that glorified PR but yeah. Um, but they got Andre G now and like I feel like he's restoring the spirit. He's like yeah. he's like he's coming back in and he's like unabashedly criticizing a lot of what uh which is like the fucked up shit, right? Like there's a lot of fucked up shit. Everyone knows it's fucked up. So I uh-huh. you know what's fucked up, let's talk about it. And that's what a lot of his pieces go at. And, and so that's that's a I think that's an important part of criticism too, because how do you push the culture forward, right? The culture that that you know you love so much, how do you push that forward? You yeah, can't just push good. it forward by saying, "Oh, we love this, we love it. you know just being a PR machine, right? You gotta you gotta at least be like, "Yo, we don't like that," or you know, yeah. we you, you know this you this shouldn't happen. This you know yeah. This, no, this that just that. reminds I, me of a yeah. good quote. Yeah, a good quote I wrote down while watching rap portraits one time. It was from this rapper named Hell, but he said like preserve culture while taking steps to push it forward so facts yeah that's that's kind of like the philosophy i like to like bring into it you know yeah, got no, to I, I, I mean i wish i had some specifics i wish i had specifics but i mean i feel like over time like when you see something happening in the culture that's whack you know i f- like that's why i said i wish i had specifics but i mean there, there's people who've definitely stepped up and said yo we don't like that and of course when you look back at the 90s and the early 2000s this might be a little controversial uh take but i feel like hip-hop was just much tighter as a community you know what i mean nowadays it's loose which is cool you know definitely you want you want that freedom of expression and things like that but i feel like you know when you when you're dissing the dead in your songs or or you you know you're shooting videos at other people's grave sites or you know it's a lot of things like going in hip hop that no one talks about anymore things have just got a little overblown that i feel yeah. like back then you would have some type of moral not saying yeah. that back then people didn't diss people in songs but it might not yeah. be that blatant there might still be respect. some respect exactly and that's why i always re, I, I always let it down to like there's a level of respect that's not there or we are not having anymore you know like it doesn't even come down to morality or anything of that nature it's and like, there should just be a balance too yeah. right yeah you should so be promoting about- the, the same gangster stuff you promote you should promote someone else who might have the conscience just like how we had Pac and public enemy things like that but it yeah. comes down to 
who's pushing and uh, really documenting the culture. Yeah, that's why, and right, and that's where like the journalist comes in, right? As those yeah. documents, like we have to, you know, I feel like we have that duty of making sure we're actually doing our job of, you know, preserving it in the right way while also, you know, pushing it forward, like calling out, you know. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, man, like the industry, music industry is so fucked up, man. So it's like, and people, and people have always know it's fucked up. So it's like, kind of like now, it's like to the point where it's like, all right, man, yeah, let's, let's talk about it. We're, this shit's not going to fix itself, right? Exactly. Because um, like, obviously what's like, shit that's fucked up in the past, like it's already in the past, nothing can do about it. An example um, I'll bring up is like, for example, when it comes to issues of like, uh, you know, misogyny, like I grew up like as, as a Puerto Rican, like Big Pun was like one of my favorite rappers growing up. And then I found out later in life that like he was abusive towards his his wife and children. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, so then like now it's like people may try to like use that as like a way to like I don't know call you out as like a hypocrite like oh how are you gonna talk shit about this rapper doing but you, but you, but like, you know but you know you grew up this guy you know, and, yeah. and I'm like yeah I get that like that's super valid but like like I said like. No, awesome. but like that shit what that shit wasn't, you know, that shit kind of already happening, right? Like there's nothing yeah. that can change it. But we could take steps learn from to, that. Exactly. Yeah. Like we could take steps to make sure that, you know, there there could be another another situation like that again. But, yeah. you know. My my first uh my first example I was gonna bring up was uh instead of instead of like the the balance in hip-hop i was gonna say look at the the journalists who really pushed to keep on exposing r kelly you know for a long time they say people knew about him but it took really you know journalists and filmmakers to sit there and say let me put this on display now you understand and then you see how swift the action was that's a crazy thing because it's like yo people really was knowing this whole time (laughs) it didn't say it's like what the fuck bro but all right so thank you definitely thank you for for uh coming on the episode we got less than a minute left so i gotta you know hurry and get get your answer on this um every episode we end it with a, a song so what song would you want to end your episode on peach cobbler by navy blue hey you a navy fan let's go yeah. hey. he's like from the socialist i'm reading all the marxists so that's okay. the hey we got to tap in and talk about earl and that whole crew soon yeah. man yeah yeah, yeah i didn't know navy earl yeah. Arm and Hammer, all of them, bro. I'm huge in that group. But hey, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Gordo link us, man, and we can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Racism probably hit them where it's gonna hurt. Black car, I'ma need a white chauffeur. Big stars from afar, I'm a goner. Far gone, still present, it's an honor Ever since I could remember, I've been popping my collar Popping my collar, pop, popping my collar Yeah, I still remember eating up the peach cobbler Peach cobbler, eating up the peach cobbler Nigga like me, made amends with my father Nigga like me, can't pretend to be bothered Living life truthful, the usual author 
Navy blues, clues, and the cues getting conked. Couple screws loose, gotta tighten up, alter. Sister say be weary of the lonely night crawlers. Seeing shit clearly now, if I'm being honest. Things I really hate about myself are in the gauntlet. Hurting just a memory, forever been a target. Clarity the remedy, and therapy the hardest. All I couldn't dare to see was never worth the bargain. Burning like it's kerosene, I'm plotting on the harvest. Gotta rock the amethyst, surrounded by the garden. Spirits like the revenant, they hiding in the carcass. Cousin out the jam again, relationships tarnished. Navy came from socialists, I'm reading all the Marxists. Going down the road again, I'm fleeing from the darkness. Baby getting older now, I hope my brother ready. Bro, you know we gotta smile in moments like heaven. Trust it hurt his hurt his soul the moment that he left him. The moment that he left him. I roam the sky, search the stars, all I see is seven. All I see is seven, seven, seven. Deficits, never say never. Let it sit, trust it get better. Swing and miss, cheeky buddy clever. Navy blue, gotta keep your head up. Never knew, I noticed that we fed up. Then he grew, taller than his father. I pursue, living life larger. Gotta move, frozen in the water. Deficits, never say never. Let it sit, trust it get better. Swing and miss, cheeky buddy clever. Navy blue, gotta keep your head up. Never knew, I noticed that we fed up. Then he grew, taller than his father. I pursue, living life larger. Gotta move, frozen in the water, stuck. Frozen in the water, stuck.